The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time. Waiting to be revealed and shared. Welcome to Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream with your host, Marie Jackson. Listen in as Marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are. Now, here is Marie Jackson. Welcome to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. I'm Marie Jackson. A timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene or a time out from the to-do list. Afterward, we return, feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take a time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day seeing things perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. Every Thursday from noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time, My regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality, which is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with questions, questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith, and you're invited to join in the conversation. Our intention is to make Timeshare a forum for practical applications of ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Today I am joined once again by my regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy. Douglas uses the term holistic because he is licensed as such in Germany and, more importantly, because he believes all forms of genuine healing involve the whole being and that our transformation arises from love, which is our true nature, our divine spirit reality within. Douglas works with a variety of modalities, including constellation therapy, relationship coaching, and accessing your essence, a process he developed. Our conversations center around A Course in Miracles and how we can apply its teachings to daily living. A Course in Miracles has been described as a psycho-spiritual self-study curriculum or thought system showing us the way to universal love and peace. It teaches that there are no sins to be forgiven, only perceptions to be corrected. This correction leads to atonement, which is the undoing of the ego's belief in separation from God the source of all being or life. It is from this teaching that we can view life differently. Welcome, Douglas, and thank you again for being here. My pleasure, as always. Today is part one of our conversation. April 21st will be part two. And the topic for April is simplicity doesn't bring scarcity, it brings wealth. 
In preparing for today, I found all kinds of things in the text. I found a couple of things by uh, Ken Wapnick, who you and I both agree is one of the best guides for understanding this text. What threw me more than anything is how the message of A Course in Miracles is so, so simple. It's so direct. It's not complicated at all. But when we try to apply it, it gets really complicated because we're trying to work the simplicity of the message into the complexity of the ego. And that's where it always falls down for me. So if I repeat that topic for you, simplicity doesn't bring scarcity, it brings wealth. And even though the lesson is one of simplicity, and we're going to be talking about the scarcity part of where that message takes us, where does it take you at first? What, what is your first thought when I tell you about simplicity and scarcity? Where do you go with that? Well, first of all, simplicity um, might be best expressed by the expression or the understanding that there's only one problem in this world and there's only one solution. It's that simple. And the one problem is that we live in the, the illusion of separation from our divine reality. And the answer is, let's do that, undo that separation. And to explain a little bit more, what is that uh, separation entail from what is it separate? Are we, do we believe to be separated? Well, the reality is oneness, as we know, the oneness of the divine, which is all that is, and that includes all of us, as one. And that one is truth, and that one is love, and it's happiness, and it's joy, and peace. That's it. That's the truth. It's that simple. And this world we live in is the illusion of not being that, it's the illusion of being in the world of multiplicity, duality, uh, degrees, time, space, form, separateness, separate beings, separate individuals, specialness, all of these things. And that's a very, very complicated world. The universe is extremely complicated. But reality, because it's all one, and that oneness is love, and it's divine, is very simple. The one thing that is coming into my mind more than anything, and and as I was preparing for today, my goodness, I've got notes all over the place, post-its all over the place. It comes down to a a very simple kind of um, hurdle in, in my mind that a lot of people just don't believe, A, they don't believe um, that they are lovable. They don't believe, B, they don't believe that they are love. See, they can't see it enough. Um, It's really hard to get access to something they don't believe and they don't see. And pulling them away from that is, is not our mission, I understand that. But giving them another way or living our own lives in a way that helps them to see things differently, I think is our, is our, biggest, is our biggest hurdle. Um, it's not easy to put all that together. It's not all, all that easy to, to put all that together. But the, I think the first thing, in my view, that we need to get to is, number one, because 
this unity is all that is, and this love is all that is. The message of the Course is removing the blocks to that love. And when we remove the blocks, that makes things simple, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Coming away from the complexity is what makes things simple, and it's the complexity that is blocking us from the simplicity of love. Am I making making it too simple in my own head? I need things simple in my head. Not at all. Not at all. That's really it. It, It's really it. I'm just going to add one more piece. It's a major piece, but that still keeps it very simple. The approach, the teaching, and my understanding is twofold. It is the removing the blocks that stand in the way of our awareness of divine love's presence, which is us, that love is us, and everything, and God, of course. The The other piece is that as we remove those blocks, and the, the tool, the primary tool of doing that is what he calls forgiveness, and we'll, we have to explain that for just a second. Um, there's the, re- the forgiveness as removing the blocks, and as we do that, at the same time, the other part of the teaching is to teach us what he calls vision, to shift from the ego's perception as it is now perceiving a world of time, space, and form, to shift into what he calls true perception, which is in alignment with vision, vision being the sight of God or the sight of spirit, the way spirit sees, what spirit sees, the reality that it sees. Let me ask you to, let me ask you to hold that because believe it or not, we're on a break already. Oh my. Um, so we are. I know the time just flew already. So um, let us uh, remind our listeners that you are tuned to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave. Holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy and I are looking at simplicity through the lens of A Course in Miracles. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the different ways of seeing, perception, truth, vision, sight. We're going to put some uh, real lines around all of that so that we can uh, really apply these lessons. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments at work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. 
To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break, we were talking about perception, vision, sight. And Douglas, before we go too deeply into that, I'd like to read something from the uh, glossary or index that Ken Wapnick put together, a wonderful resource for people who are interested in A Course in Miracles. Uh, And he talks in theory, the opening line to theory in this book is, A Course in Miracles distinguishes two worlds, God and the ego, knowledge and perception, truth and illusion. Strictly speaking, every aspect of the post-separation world is a perception that reflects the ego. So can you pick up there because a lot of us get this kind of, there's kind of a muddy line between the two. You know, how do we see things differently? What is perception? What is vision? Can you take us a little ways into that? Sure. Uh, What we have to understand is that the, the separation is the thought of being having an existence separate from God and that existence not only applying to ourselves but a whole world that we, through the thought of separation, have produced for ourselves. And I consciously use the word produce or make and not creation because creation we want to reserve to what is real what God creates is reality. Are, so, are we are we producing this consciously, though, Douglas? No, no. no. So I think that's an important distinction. We don't Very even know important. we do it. Don't even know we're doing it. We have no idea we're doing it, um, and we also have to understand that we're not only producing this this dream, this movie called the universe of time, space, and form uh, individually, but. Um, more than anything collectively. That's why we all see the same things. But it's all happening in our minds. Nowhere else. There's nothing out there. Um, So uh, that is what perception is. is really projection. It's really something that we're dreaming up in our minds and projecting outwards to create the illusion of a world out there that is in time, space, and form. And that essentially is perception. So the simplicity that we're trying to reach for removes all the clutter, removes all the stuff that we put in front of us that we give value to. And once that is removed, once we once we realize, well, I don't even know that would. I don't even know that we physically have to remove it. I don't think that we have to like you know sell our homes and our cars and you know. Of course not. Away from our bank accounts. Isn't anything like that. We just need to see it differently. Yes. Because that's what the course is all about. It's how do we exactly. see this. That's actually the miracle, is the shift in thought or insight. Um, and it's to perceive differently. And which what that means is the first step is to perceive what we perceive as something that is self-produced. It's projected. It's not real. It's not out there. Um, then as we move on in the teaching, he teaches us how to perceive truly, which means we start seeing 
what corresponds in this world to the divine reality. And that is to see the wholeness, the oneness in all things. Um, to start seeing, to start beholding ourselves, not as beings who love, which is specialness, because the way we love is loving special things, and that brings us right to the scarcity thing. So we love individuals, we love this or that, but the, the true perception is we are love. And once our, our perceptions are truly aligned, we, we no longer see things that are self-projected, but we see in the world that what correlates or what is in aligned with truth, which is the oneness, which is love, which is divinity, then ultimately there's the shift into vision, which is no more a shift in content because the, we have made the content the same. It just now is the vision of God. And in other words, we then see truly. And, and in that moment, literally, when all beings in the world have accomplished that, the universe will literally disappear because nobody's projecting it anymore. It, the, the dream is no longer being played out in anyone's mind. Um, so that is how we undo the separation. And that is how we shift from the complexity of all these perceptions we have that we've made up to the simplicity of vision, which is the oneness and God and divine love. So we, so we don't really need to make the, the universe disappear, heaven knows. Oh, no. We don't need to make it disappear. We just need to understand that it's not separate. We're not separate from each other. We're not separate. We don't see, as long as we don't see things, help me with this, as long as the way we see things, we understand that it's an illusion. Once we realize it's an illusion, it disappears. Right. So, let's take a very concrete and and the most powerful example. Thank you. Please do. Um that uh, when I behold you, Marie, I will continue to see, perceive a, a, a lady in a body and, you know, a persona. But at the same time, I train myself to shift to vision or true perception at first to see what is really there. Not a lady, not, nobody in the body and not a persona, but a spirit being with whom I am one. And that oneness that we both are is love. And it's an extension of the divine. That's true perception, which leads to vision. And we practice that. The, the curriculum is designed that we practice that as we're in the dream. So, so to speak, parallel to the perceptions of everything we normally perceive as time, space, and form, and people, and objects, and all that stuff, we, at the same time, shift into true perception or vision that sees everything as one, and that oneness is is love. So, when you and I chatted a couple of days ago about preparing for today's um, conversation uh, live, um, we talked about some of the text and one of the things that I mentioned to you, and you got really excited about it, 
was I said, simplicity does not mean reduction. And we should really talk about that a little bit because um, as I sit here looking around at all my stuff, and I've got, you know, stuff and books and a desk and lamps and on and on, okay, if I remind myself that all this is an illusion, I feel this sense of loss, like like I like really none of this is here, but I feel like I've I've reduced myself, and instead I really need to see that as I'm I'm liberating myself to be bigger. I'm not absolutely. I'm not I'm not losing anything, and in fact I don't have to lose everything. I don't need to you know, torch all my books, but um, I'm not really losing anything. I'm just seeing it bigger. Exactly. So, for one thing, since it's all an illusion, how can the not perceiving of an illusion be a loss? There's nothing there to begin with. But aside from that, as long as we're, we're perceiving what we do perceive, that is our experience. That's the experience we have. So, if I say, well, I'm suddenly supposed to no longer perceive or experience the world I'm in, the world around me, oh my God, you know, that's then I'm losing everything. Yeah. And and in, in reality, the contrary is true, of course, and that is why the, the teaching is twofold. To let it all go is the removing the blocks, is the is the forgiveness part but at the same time we have to shift to true perception and when we do that what we then see is not a loss it's not reduction but the exact opposite because what we what we normally perceive in time space and form is a limited world everything is absolutely limited when we shift into reality through true perception and finally vision, what we behold is infinity, is eternity, and ourselves as that infinity and that eternity, which is light and which is love. So it's an immeasurable expansion. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, certainly, as, as time goes by. But um, believe it or not, I'm looking at the clock here. We almost have a break. I just wanted to um, go to the principles of um, the meanings of, of miracles, one of the principles. Principle number 41 tells us that wholeness is the perceptual content of miracles. This is, of course, in miracles that we're talking about here. Wholeness is the perceptual content of miracles. They thus correct or atone for the faulty perception of lack. Um, so when we talk about simplicity and reductionist and scarcity, there is no scarcity because there is no lack. There's only abundance. And if we don't see the abundance, it's just because we are not looking at it correctly. So um, let's let's talk a little bit about that. And when we come back, uh, we're going to a break now, but when we come back, I'd like to go to Lesson 64 in our workbook, uh, workbook for students, because I've highlighted a few things there, and I think you and I can talk about it, because he talks specifically about simplicity, so we'll pick that up on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. I'm Marie Jackson, and with me today is Timeshare's regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist, Douglas Economy. 
In the minute or two that we're gone, you can take a look at our websites, mariejackson.net and douglaseconomy.com. Our conversation will continue when we come back with uh, Lesson 64. Let me not forget my function. Please stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. We are back. I am Marie Jackson, and I'm here today with holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy, and we're discussing how A Course in Miracles helps us see simplicity and scarcity. The Course doesn't give us solutions to the human condition, it just asks us to see the human condition in a different way, and seeing it differently, we can transcend it. Before we went to break, Douglas, I said that I wanted to talk about Lesson 64, Let Me Not Forget My Function, and in Paragraph 4, we it really this whole show today comes down to paragraph four and paragraph five. I'd like to read those. It says your function is to be happy by using the means by which happiness becomes inevitable. There is no other way. Therefore, every time you choose whether or not to fulfill your function, you're really choosing whether or not to be happy. He goes on to say, prepare yourself in advance for all the decisions you will make today by remembering they are all really very simple. Each one will lead to happiness or unhappiness. Can such a simple decision really be difficult to make? It really comes down to that, doesn't it? It does. Choice, Absolutely. easy choice. Absolutely. Easy choice. Can we talk oh. a little bit can we talk a little bit about that preparation? Prepare yourself how do we prepare ourselves to how do you, how do we prepare ourselves to keep things simple and stay yeah. happy? How do we do that? Yeah. Well, in my understanding, the preparation is to become very clear for ourselves that whatever we do at any moment during the day to 
to simplify it in the sense of understanding what am I doing here? And there's only two possibilities. No matter what I see, what I say, what I do, it can be a very complex thought form. It can be, you know, very complicated and very complex, whatever. But if I look at it correctly through the teaching, it will either be a judgment or forgiveness. Those are the two options of, of what it really is in the end. In terms of, in respect to the, the undoing of ego or this world, in respect to finding our way back to heaven, finding our way to reality, that of course is the function, that is the purpose. And he teaches us to see whatever happens, whatever we do, whatever we experience in any moment of the day, to understand, am I judging? Because through judgment, I uphold and create or produce separation. Or am I forgiving? That means I understand, I see, that what seems to be separate actually is not. That I let it go, that I let every all my perceptions that that mean, have the meaning for me of separate, separateness, that I let all of that go, the whole world of the ego in that sense, and see, as we said before, instead of seeing separation, that I see oneness. That and, let's, and, let, yeah. and let us emphasize, it, it, I think it bears repeating, we've talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating, that forgiveness is not forgiveness in our cultural sense means that I have judged something to be wrong and I have forgiven it in that I have given it some kind of exoneration. That's not what we're talking about here. Forgiveness in in a course of mir- in in the course of miracles sense is just a correction of the ego. So if we replaced the term forgiveness all the time with just correction, correction, correction. That correction comes by letting go of what we just saw happen. Because what we just saw happen is no more. Is no more. It is not real. It has no meaning. It has no meaning. Because it's a projection of the ego instead of that what God created as reality. And can I can I also say to anyone who is listening here and um, maybe listening live or they're going to tune in later or something this is not easy stuff to get because I've been studying this for a few years. Douglas has been at it a lot longer than I have, but I've been studying this for a few years and it's still hard for me to get that because it's really hard to stay in the now. We're in a culture that, that encourages us to remember and drag our stuff around with us and then project into the future. But it takes us out of where we already are, takes us out of the now. And the forgiveness part is letting go of all that. Let go of the projections, let go of the history, let go of all of it, and just concentrate on who you are now. It's, 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 this is not easy stuff to enact. While the, the message is simple, putting it into play is not so easy. It's not so easy. It takes work every day. It takes preparation every day. It takes practice every day. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I fall down a lot. I don't know about everybody else, but I fall down a lot with this. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I always like to call it, it's very simple, but not easy. It is simple, but not easy. Exactly right. Exactly right. So let me, let me mention something else here, too, that, um, something that I read earlier about attachment. 
um, attachment is um, one of the seven spiritual laws of success that Deepak Chopra talks about all the time is detachment that we are supposed to live who we are, be who we are in this moment, and not attach to the outcome. When we attach ourselves to the outcome, we put a value on it. We put, um, we put a, um, a result that has to come as, because of what we're doing. Something has to happen as a result of that. But when we, when we attach ourselves to the outcome, we take ourselves out of who we truly are. Because we make an assumption about what it's supposed to turn out to be for everybody else and for ourselves. And I find that when we're trying to live with this simplicity message, it gets complicated because we're attaching ourselves to what it's supposed to be. This simplicity doesn't bring scarcity, it brings wealth. But if I'm simplifying things, that means I'm letting go of all these things that matter to me. And I'm attached to all of these things because it makes me feel better about myself and all that stuff that makes me feel better about myself takes me away from the truth of who I am which is the love that I'm supposed to be thinking about and do I have that right or am I complicating things no it's it's fabulous it's perfect it takes us away from the realization and the experience is the, the important piece the experience of our divine reality which is love but in that love it's infinite it's eternal, it's joy, it's peace, uh, lacking nothing. Uh, that's our reality. Uh, another, another nice way to put this is I like to use, see the difference between us as being human beings or human doings or havings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, our society is all about doing and having. Yeah, and important we, point, yeah. yeah. We define ourselves by what we do and what we have. And think our happiness and who we are and what we are is a result of what we do and what we have. But the truth is, we're beings. And the, the Course teaches us that we're not even human beings. That the human part is, is an illusion that we've produced for ourselves, about ourselves, as limited beings in a body with a persona. And the truth is, we're divine beings who are love and who are infinite and eternal. And when we shift into the experience of that, and this is our default state, it's within us, always has been, always will. When we start doing that through this teaching and other teachings that are similar, then then true happiness and true peace comes about and it's infinite. Perfect. And what you're, what you're saying about being a human being, you can only be now. Exactly. You can't be yesterday and you can't be tomorrow. You can only be now. Thank now, you. Now is all there is. You can only be now. Yeah. There is I no actually thing. wanted to add that piece uh, and, and you did it for me. Thank well, you. I, read, I read your mind, Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I read your mind. Um, great minds think alike. That's great, is. is that what that is? We're zooming, <laughs> we're zooming through today's show. This is really something. And there's something that I read in Chapter 15. Um, and actually, it's the Holy Instant. You and I need to talk about that sometime. I don't know that we're going to have time to get into it today. But in the Holy Instant, uh, Chapter 15, Part 6, Paragraph 5, I love this. I just love this because I, I think it's a great way for us to start to wrap up our conversation. Paragraph 5 says, In the world of scarcity, love has no meaning and peace is impossible. For gain and loss are both accepted. 
and so no one is aware that perfect love is in him. Isn't that great? In the world of scarcity, love has no meaning and peace is impossible. We need to stay in that place of simplicity because if you stay in the place of simplicity, abundance is yours. Love is yours. Exactly. So instead of attaching to something that is what we think is abundance, we need to let go of the meaning. We don't have to let go of the stuff. We have to let go of what it means to us. That's a really important... That's a, The other thing that I read not too long ago about... Um, when, when we're talking about the, the, the sense of inadequacy, it's also a sense of weakness or incompletion. We, we feel incomplete as human beings. We feel like we need to get something to somehow shore up our own value. And, um, and, I, and we see ourselves as unworthy. If we don't have a lot of stuff, we're unworthy. They, and it's exactly the opposite that applies to all of this, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are going to come up on against our final break here. We're running out of time quickly here. You're listening to Timeshare. But before we, before we um, close out our show today, I really want to touch a little bit on right-mindedness, wrong-mindedness, and one-mindedness. If we can talk about that when we come back, Douglas, if, if, uh, if we can touch on that, that would be helpful, I think. Of course. So let's take our final break here. You are listening to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave with me, Marie Jackson, and our regular first and third Thursday contributor, Douglas Economy. We're talking about simplicity through the lens of A Course in Miracles. You can call in with your comments or questions at 1-866-472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments at work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening in. Uh, Douglas, before we went to break, we were talking about scarcity and, and how to see abundance. 
and we're going to talk a lot more about abundance on our second show, which is April the 21st, but I want to talk, touch on it just a little bit today relative to one of the principles, um, not one of the miracle principles, but one of the principles of the course about right-mindedness and wrong-mindedness. And I'd like to read again from uh, the Glossary Index for A Course in Miracles by Ken Wapnick. This is really a wonderful resource, and I, I rely on it a great deal when I'm studying. He says, A Course in Miracles, therefore, is written on two levels, reflecting two basic divisions. The first level represents the difference between the one mind and the separate mind, and while the second contrasts wrong-mindedness with within the separated mind. So, can you help me with that a little bit? Because I still stumble around with that. As you can see, I stumbled around just reading it. So, the separated mind and the wrong-mindedness and right-mindedness within the separated mind. Correct, yes. Help me with that. Yeah. The the one-mindedness and its opposite, this, the, the illusion of separate-mindedness is the one level. And that's very simple. The, the reality that God created is one mind, the oneness. And the illusion that the ego produced for itself is the experience of illusionary separate-mindedness. Now, when, as we are now all presently, whoever is incarnated in this world and understands or sees this as a reality, of separateness that you know they are we are I am a separate individual with a different separate mind than the mind of somebody else then in that state I will have what Ken calls or, or Jesus says in the book also a right a wrong mindedness and the potential through the teaching through the work of right mindedness no, so well, let me let me stop for yeah. a quick second. So, the right mind and the wrong mind are both components of the separate mind. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, but there, in so far as that, for the right mindedness, it's it's really the transition period. It's so the really, right minded must takes us to the real one mindedness. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's where I was getting all my minds mixed up. So, there's a separate mind. And in the separate mind is the right mind and the wrong mind. But the right mind can take us to the one mind, which is the real mind. Okay. So so put it in another way that might make it a little more clear. It is the wrong-mindedness itself that produces for itself the illusion of separate-mindedness, separate mind. That's the wrong mind, see separate. Okay. When we do the work, we slowly transition from wrong-mindedness to right-mindedness, which means that we transition from perceiving and experiencing our mind as not separate, but as one, and that is right-mindedness. And since it's, it's a transition, there's no beginning and end to it, that's why I say, well, it's really the right-minded is a it's an in-between piece. It's it's the the shift from wrong-minded, from separation to oneness. Really, I understand. So, if we're working with, if we're working in this separate mind, and we're working to get to the to the 
right to the one mind through our right mind. That's the preparation that we were talking about before, wasn't it? Yes. Is that the preparation? Yes. And understanding that, that we have these different minds that we're working from. So it's our consciousness, it's our awareness, and it's our practice to see things the way they, it needs to be seen. Correct? Yes. Okay. Absolutely correct. Okay. Okay. It's just that, that that preparation involves a little bit more because it goes into more detail. In other words, uh, I prepare myself to shift into my right-mindedness. And what that entails is the practice of thinking, of perceiving differently. And that is shifting from judgment to forgiveness, essentially. Shifting from perception to vision, essentially. Okay, I got it. Well, we are in our final segment, and I don't want to let go of this particular segment because we're talking about simplicity and scarcity. Can we just touch on a little bit simplicity and wealth? Because we're going to be talking about that in detail the next time around. But before we go to that on April the 21st, can we talk a little bit about it today so that our uh, listeners can hear that we're not just letting go of what we already have what we're doing is we're embracing something more. And if you can give us a practical example of that, I think we were talking earlier about money. Um, money is a tool for this existence. Money is a tool for this egoic framework. Um, and the simplicity of letting go of, of what we of, of the idea of scarcity is frightening. It, it, it can be frightening if we see it as letting go of what we seemingly have. And that is not what is meant by that at all. Uh, whatever I have, Jesus never asks us to let that go. What he asks us to do is to give it a different meaning. That's the point. What meaning does it have? If I see that, that whatever I have materially in time, space, and form constitutes wealth for me, constitutes abundance, a feeling of abundance, and mainly what is, why do we want abundance? What is it about? It's in the end about fear and, and peace and safety. If I feel abundant, I feel safe because I think I have enough. And, and the, the differences here, or the point he's trying to make, is that a large amount of money or a large amount of things we think we give that the meaning of safety. Ah. And he says, that's the, that's, it doesn't work that way at all. It doesn't actually give us any safety because the way the world works is if I have a lot of stuff, any moment I can lose it. So there's no safety. There's no safety in any material things. There's only safety and complete safety in our awareness and the experience of who we really are as divine beings. And this all comes down to the same thing. How do we see things? How exactly. do we see things? In our, we're in a world of perception. We're in a world of time and change, beginnings and endings. But it's all based on how we see this. 
Right. And uh, we're going to talk some more about that on April the 17th uh, when we, I'm sorry, April the 21st, I'm sorry, when we get back together again and we're going to be talking about wealth. So um, before we go, I would like uh, our listeners to know a little bit more about what you are all about, Douglas. So let me thank you for being with us today. We're uh, coming up on the close of today's show. So uh, thank you for being with us and helping us understand simplicity in A Course in Miracles and how it does not mean scarcity. So uh, I invite our listeners to call in with questions or comments during the show or after the show. You can contact Douglas or me and uh, and extend the conversation. Douglas, please tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you to pursue very, this conversation very... or to start others with you. Yes, and and this information is not only simple but also easy. <laughs> and, <laughs> I like easy. Easy's good. Well, we like easy. It's uh, DouglasEconomy.com is my website, and just go there, and all the information you need is there to contact me and and uh, so on. Perfect. You've been listening to Timeshare with me, Marie Jackson, your host. I am a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. I manage stress. I help people manage stress, achieve goals, and realize personal power in daily living by staying true to the spirit of who they are in work, relationships, and family dynamics. I focus on intention and the law of attraction for developing spiritual practices to help clients and students apply tools and methods for holding boundaries, forming inner dialogue, and communicating clearly. You can learn more about the work I do in the field of spiritually holistic living at mariejackson.net. Please know I offer a free one-hour private and confidential conversation to anyone who contacts me, so please reach out. I'd love to talk to you. Please also know I donate a percentage of all my fees to Freedom Inside, a program I created to help people who are incarcerated to find peace and reconciliation. Thank you for sharing this time with us today. Next Thursday, April 14, will be a pre-recorded show with my regular second Thursday contributor, Priya Rana Kapoor, who will offer practical applications of the principles of simplicity. I hope you'll listen in. Noon until 1, U.S. Eastern Time. In the meantime, I wish you ease in living your wholeness. Thank you for tuning into Timeshare, living reality, navigating the dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.